0: Hi, I'm Andy Kindler, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Are you enjoying it? I certainly hope so.
1: Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Tracy Ashley.
0: For me, personally, for me, it was a bunch of hoos. Because to me, funny is funny. Yes, do they moan and groan? Yes, sometimes they do. When you're talking to a group of freshmen and you're doing jokes, certain jokes about things in life they even haven't experienced yet, or you're stating your opinion on, you know, transgender, like these are freshmen. (laughs) They just left their home.
1: We'll hear more from Tracy in just a little bit. Had a great talk about uh, that political correctness on college campuses people kind of have uh, forgotten about. And she uh, plays a lot of campuses, so she has a lot of insight into that as well as some other things as well. Touring with Tracy Morgan, uh, that she says she's been doing that a lot, featuring for him, and uh, she gives us an update on how he's doing. Song of the Week is from Twin Atlantic. Also give you an update on uh, PF and Fangirl's top five for 2016, uh, where we are with that. But first, a dumb bit about the upcoming inauguration. So we're a few weeks out from the inauguration of Donald J. Trump as our next president of these United States, and, uh, you know, a lot of folks are, are upset about this. They're they're worried, quite frankly, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the people that are worried are being told don't be silly, give him a chance, uh, maybe he, he won't do all these horrible things, <laughs> maybe these horrible things will work, uh, and I'm recalling a time back, oh, I don't know, January of 2009, uh, when President Obama uh, was going to be inaugurated for the first time and, uh, and how helpful the other side was to him. My hope, and, and, and please understand me when I say this, I disagree fervently with the people on our side of the aisle who have caved and who say, well, I hope he succeeds. We've got to give him a chance. Why? Why? And then he backs that up with this jive. They didn't give Bush a chance in 2000. Rush relying, of course, on the fact that uh, people will think that sounds logical and realizing fully that none of his listeners are going to look this up. None of his listeners are going to remember what actually happened. Uh, For example, let's listen to the guy that lost that election. Just moments ago, I spoke with George W. Bush and congratulated him on becoming the 43rd president of the United States. And I promised him that I wouldn't call him back this time. I offered to meet with him as soon as possible so that we can start to heal the divisions of the campaign and the contest through which we've just passed. Almost a century and a half ago, Senator Stephen Douglas told Abraham Lincoln, who had just defeated him for the presidency, partisan feeling must yield to patriotism. I'm with you, Mr. President, and God bless you. And of course, after the 9-11 attacks, Bush's approval ratings were like 90% or something crazy like that. So everybody was behind him then, which he then proceeded to squander. Uh, Rush also comes up with some jive about uh, how people in his party are saying, we should give him a chance. And I'm sure uh, back then people like John McCain and some of the, you know, the the, the less nutty people in the GOP were, were probably saying that, but they sure got over in a hurry now, didn't they?
0: But I've been listening to Barack Obama for a year and a half. I know what his politics are.
1: I know what his plans are as he has stated them.
0: I don't want them to succeed.
1: And here's the fundamental difference. First of all, it goes on with a bunch of jive about, you know, the, Obama wanted the government to control the auto industry. Well, briefly, but that was also started by the Bush administration, I think everybody fails to remember, and uh, controlling the banks and the insurance companies through the health care. Well, you know, the ACA was just a big giveaway to the insurance companies. They're they're not controlled by the government. They're, they're still controlling the whole system. So that's a bunch of jive. And it, the, the, here's the thing, the difference between Mr. Trump and, and Mr. Obama is – and similar to what Rush is saying, he does make one, he has a kernel of a good point. I could see where he was afraid of, because he doesn't like the things that Obama stood for, but that doesn't mean you should want them to fail. Now, we're against a lot of the ideas Mr. Trump has, uh, building this crazy wall, which is just stupid. Uh, but let 's go beyond that to say some of his trade policy he 'll be a tough negotiator he 'll you know, do things with tariffs and things like that okay now that 's a, a thing where even though economists are saying, well, that may not be a hot idea, at least that 's something we can talk about so maybe that will work you know and that 's what we we need to think you know maybe in his crazy way, you know i mean let 's set all the racist nonsense aside and all the insane people he has working for him, you know we have to hope they 'll bumble their way uh into into something uh... that's gonna work and uh... you know and and we won't all have this attitude uh... of this guy i hope he fails tracy ashley is a stand-up comedian who makes her home in northwest indiana she tours the country Oh, all year long, pretty much, playing Colleges, featuring for Tracy Morgan, playing clubs as well. Here now is our interview with Tracy Ashley.
0: Oh, I was wondering. I was like, yeah. Wondering. But okay.
1: No, that was me. But uh, actually, this sounds better than what I called. <laughs> I called Jackie Kashian on her cell. Her Skype wouldn't work, and then the... Uh, The cell uh, phone—it was really choppy, even though she was right in her living room in Glendale. But um, uh, your sound's
0: perfect. Good, perfect.
1: Uh, Are you home in the Midwest? What? Are you you home in Northwest Indiana?
0: Yeah, I'm actually home in Indiana for the for my break, my little uh, time off. Uh, I think what is it? Three weeks I have off, which I'm like enjoying. Nice. So I'm back in the mid back in the Midwest. And uh, and the Mister is off as well. He's a school teacher. He is off. Also, he was. It's so funny. He had a, he he had a couple, a few snow days. I guess we they got a lot of snow here. It's been going around, so they got, they had a lot of snow. Had a few snow days right before they went on break. So he's been like really loving every minute of, of being home.
1: I see. My kids. Uh, they we had some construction in the school district, so they went back late. They went back like like August thirty first or something, which is really late for them.
0: Oh wow! And okay. that,
1: but they okay. cut their spring or winter break in half. So that she was out like. December 23rd, so she had the day before Christmas oh, Eve off, Oh yeah. and then she's only yeah. off for a week. She yeah. goes back Monday, and she's very upset about it.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. They go back Monday? Wow. Yeah. Now, yeah. see, my husband, they got out on the 23rd also. They don't go back until the
1: 9th. Oh, yeah, but then they get out, like, yeah. like May 31st or June 2nd or something.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so they get out early. Oh, well, it'll all work out. You know how they do the school.
1: Exactly. <laughs> they even
0: it out. <laughs> yeah. So
1: what have you been up to lately, man? We haven't spoken in a while.
0: Well, I've been, you know, 2016, it's so funny because people are like writing on all the social media how they hated 2016 and I'm like, but I love 2016, I had a great year. I've been on tour with Tracy Morgan all year. So I've been uh, just traveling all over the country and performing in all these amazing theaters and all these amazing shows and meeting amazing people. So it's just been a great, it's been a really busy but fantastic year.
1: And how's Tracy doing, by the way? I think people are probably anxious to, to know.
0: He's doing great. He's do. That's always the number one question, and that's what he talks about in his act. And he, he filmed a Netflix uh, special, and that's going to be airing next year, so people will get a chance to see it. But, uh, you know, it's fun to come out and see his, his live show, because he talks about, you know, his condition and how he's doing, and he's doing fantastic. I, he really inspires me, because it's like, I can't complain about a cold or a cough or anything for a show. You know, this is someone who was in a uh, you know near-death accident. You know, he lost, he lost his best friend, and you know, two years later, he's on stage touring across the country, making people laugh, bringing him you know bringing people the gift that he has. Which is, and I love watching that. So it yeah. really has inspired me in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I spoke to him once years ago for uh, it might have been for Cleveland Scene or something, and uh, and char- very charming guy, very very laid back actually to, to speak to off stage.
0: He's extremely he's so down to earth. That's what I love about him. So down to earth, and then I love how I mean, he, he he loves his fans. You know, people come up; they want to take pictures, and he's always so gracious about it. And uh, they—I mean—he just does a great job with with them. I just love watching how he is with with his fans and people. I'm, I'm amazed at people. How many people love him from every age, from the youngest to the oldest? His audience is everybody, and that's what I'm really inspired by.
1: Now, speaking of different audiences, you uh, were playing a lot of colleges there for a long time. Have you still been doing that? Or touring with Tracy, taking up most of your schedule? Well,
0: well, I did a lot of it in the first part of 2016, because I was still on tour. So I was doing the tour with Tracy on the weekends, and then during the weekdays, I was doing colleges. And so that was just, it was, you know, busy and great, but it was killing me. You know, all the travel, all the different, you know, all that, just constant moving. So after... The summer, once they were out of school, that slowed down, and I still uh, stayed on tour with Tracy, and then in the fall, I decided not to do many more, co- any colleges. So I only had like three this fall, and I have just kind of decided to kind of move myself out of it, for just for now, for right now, uh, just focusing on some other things now. So, but, so that's kind of, a, I, I should say that's behind me, it's weird, but you just never know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's worked well for you, and you've, you're, you're very popular on the college circuit.
0: Yeah, and I love doing them. I love doing them. I, and I did the, the few that I did do this, this fall. I loved every minute of it. The students are always so optimistic. You know, they always, it's great when you go and you do shows in the theaters and you're traveling and doing your regular shows at clubs and stuff. But it's always nice to go once in a while and do a college because it just reminds me of the hope and the optimism that they have about their future and the way that I used to think about things. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to have that experience and it's good to talk to these students and see what they're you know it's just weird it's, it's, it's interesting to see what the future is with them and what they're focused on because it's so different from the things we're focused
1: on now we might have spoken about this before but uh, I don't know if this was still a thing or, or, or this had become a thing when we spoke last but the, and I guess it's kind of died down again now but the whole thing about you know a lot of comedians they don't want to play colleges now because uh right, correct right. and all this is that, is that really a thing or is that just a bunch of hooey I'm
0: for me personally, I for me, it was a bunch of hooey. Because to me, funny is funny. Yes, do they moan and groan? Yes, sometimes they do. When you're talking to a group of freshmen and you're doing jokes, certain jokes about things in life they even haven't experienced yet, or you're stating your opinion on, you know, transgender, like these are freshmen. <laughs> they just left their home. So they're not really... They're not sure yet about a lot of things. So you come there talking all these topics and these things, and you're throwing them at them, and then you get mad because you don't get the reaction that you want. It's not a comedy club, and that's what a lot of comics forget. I was taught that early on. I used to ask, what's the number one thing, you know, about colleges? And someone told me attitude, and I always remembered that. It is your attitude. And a lot of comics walk in, and they get mad because this is not a comedy club. Well, it isn't. It's a college and they're, they're, they're students, and they're and sometimes you're dealing with really smart kids, and they don't want to hear lowbrow jokes, you know, uh, yeah. after, or, or, or after a while. They're, they're tired of hearing you say a fuck every five seconds. You know, like, make it funny. I, I've heard a lot of students say that to me. They're like, eh, no, it's not that we're sensitive. It's just that a lot of the stuff they're saying isn't funny. It's not yeah. funny to them. Well, you know, and haven't, but haven't, and
1: having played both kinds of venues, haven't people always kind of moaned and groaned at some jokes?
0: Are you serious? That's what I'm trying to tell people. Look at how people walked out on Margaret Cho's show. She did a show on Easter in New Brunswick, New Jersey, I believe it was. And I guess she, I saw a clip, she was talking about abortion or something, and she was talking about. Uh, white power, something she was saying, white privilege, that's what she was talking about. And people got mad, and they walked out, and I heard one guy walking out, he goes, it's Easter, you know, (laughs) they were upset. People are touchy everywhere. They are touchy everywhere, so I don't want to, you know, blame college students for that. They're not ruining comedy at all. (laughs) Thank God for colleges, because most of the colleges that I go to, they, I always ask them, "What can I and can't I say?" And they say, "You have the freedom to say whatever you want. We don't censor." And I love that.
1: Yeah, and it's like I've said before uh, on this program, and you know, like I, I teach comedy to young people, and uh, you know, I always teach them this formula that the, you know, the punchline has got to be greater than the setup. And if you want to go with a That's right. controversial setup. Maybe sometimes you know it's a win like Norm Macdonald did when uh, the the, uh, the the Croc Hunter passed away tragically. But Norm Macdonald mm-hmm. went on the Daily Show and he made it funny. He made John Stewart laugh. That's right. Tragic as it was, That's as right. much as we love the Crocodile Hunter. But then other people. That's right. On the other, you know, if like like the Titanic that happened years ago, everyone's past that. But a recent plane crash? No, you're not going to right. No way you're going to make that funny.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what I've learned too. Also, just touring with Tracy and also and watching. It, some of us, and I hate to say this, the comments going to get mad at me, some of us are not that savvy yet. You're not that oh, good yeah. yet. You're not that, and I know it bothers you, and you think you can talk about whatever, but you're not that good yet. Stick to you, <laughs> because you're not good at telling political jokes. You're not good at telling social issue jokes. When I watched Dave Chappelle on SNL, and his, uh, when he talked about the riots that were going on after Trump, and the way he talked about the election all of that to me it was masterful it was brilliant and i thought it was hilarious but that guy but dave Chappelle has the savvy he can do that but some local guy in some small town or whatever at his local open mic who's trying to be this brilliant comic when you're not there yet no you're you're hurting yourself you're hurt and then there and and i just i see that a lot people trying to do more than what they are you're not there yet i know for for me I'm not a political comedian. I can talk a little bit about it, but I, half the time I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't go there yet. <laughs> so
1: what kind of things are you talking about on stage these days?
0: These days, I'm just talking about my life still. Still talking about being married, living in the Midwest. Talking about my travels on tour. I've, been at, I've written some new stuff about my travels on tour, uh, what that tour life was like. What it's like being a woman, the only woman on tour with all guys and uh, how I've had my eyes open to, to some of the things that you guys do and say. <laughs> huh. Here. Um, that experience was interesting. But, yes, it's still pretty much me talking about Tracy and my observations of, you know, my world and how things affect me. And I'll be working on, you know, I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper this, this year and talk about some things. I was talking to the guys on tour, and they were like, oh, Tracy, you've got to talk more about that. So kind of talk about some of the things I experienced growing up as a child in Florida. So okay. I'm going to do a little bit more about that. Digging, digging a little bit deeper, revealing a little bit more about myself. Okay. And um, I was going to say... And my husband and, also, uh, my husband and I also are talking about adoption. Oh, nice. So I've been talking, we've been looking into the adoption process, and I'm learning about that, too. And so lately, that's also been a topic of discussion in my head. Oh, okay. Interesting. So becoming, becoming an old mom. That's what I'm going to be because I'm bad. in my 40s, so I'll be but an old mom. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, starting, think about it, just starting in your 40s, right? So, well, I, that, so I was telling my girlfriend, by the time my kid gets to graduation, you know, I'm going to be so old. And, you know, she's, she's like, she started laughing. She goes, girl, you won't be here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, don't worry about that. You'll be there in spirit. She's like, so just, you know, just do what you can now. But, yeah, I, I realize I'm going to be an old mom. So that's what I've been well, talking a lot
1: about. But people say that, you know, as a you know, as, as a joke, you know, 40s the new 30 or 50s the new 20. Right. But I think there's a lot of tricks right. to that because my dad's 82. He called me the other day and he goes, oh, yeah, I just ordered a garbage disposal. Uh, thankfully, Amazon had the one exactly like the one I have. So all I have to do is switch it out. He's going to switch out his own garbage disposal.
0: He's 82.
1: <laughs> and when my grandfather, <laughs> his him. father, was Good 82, he seemed so old. <laughs> You know, he he hadn't driven for years. He would mostly sit at the kitchen table and drink coffee and you know, him at eighty two and my dad at eighty two. World of difference. So yeah, so I I, I, that's why
0: when I see people but think about that though. Look at your dad eighty two, but look at all these celebrities dying at sixty and fifty four and fifty. What the hell? (laughs) That's scary. What the hell? Well, that just goes to show you that lifestyle is completely different. Your grand, your uh, your dad probably doesn't live that lifestyle.
1: <laughs> no, no, he's very, very uh, cautious of his health. Sees the doctor all the time. Mm-hmm. Walks a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Totally. 82 changes garbage. I'm impressed. I know, right? I couldn't even do that. I would I'd have to hire someone. At, yeah, that's beyond my <laughs> capability. I mean, maybe I could. My, I might muster that, but I had to uh, call a, another comedian over. He also did some plumbing on the side to help. Uh, fix uh, my bathroom right. ceiling because it was leaking. I was able to change the faucet and the light fixture and all that other stuff, but uh, plumbing
0: is beyond me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't do nothing. Only thing, I t- I'm gonna tell my husband, just make a call. Just make the call. Don't even try to figure it out. Let's call somebody to do it. We're not experts. We don't know what we're doing. I'm a comic. I can write a joke, but I <laughs> can't fix nothing.
1: So when would you know uh, opening for Tracy and setting the table for him is it vastly different than what you can do with the club where you kind of stretch your legs a bit more and it's kind of your own audience? Um
0: gosh. You know, I, don't, I you know, I don't want to say that it is a vastly different because he, like I said he has a little bit of everybody in his audience. You know what I mean? And I and I've been lucky enough to have that experience touring myself a little bit of everybody in my audience too. Um, I I can say though uh the there was a big difference with the colleges in this you know because with the colleges even though there were they would always pretty much tell me no rules no rules you still if, if I'm looking at these young people I still in my mind I'm like okay I know I can't go this direction they don't they would not understand it oh, yeah. but with, with, Tracy, with Tracy I can talk about anything with his crowd I can say whatever and I love that there's no that was amazing and great feeling there was no no boundaries no nothing you go and do and say what you want don't and he would always say, "You don't worry about me. You just go out there and do your thing and have fun and get them ready." And that's what I did every night, and it was fantastic. I mean, we were at Carnegie Hall, and I couldn't believe I was performing on stage at Carnegie Hall. It didn't even ever cross my mind that that be a place I'd ever get a chance to perform.
1: I, I you know? saw the picture on um, Facebook.
0: This, excuse me. I saw your picture on
1: Facebook. You shot it. Uh,
0: oh yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I, and, it, and, it, and people were like, "Why weren't you talking about that more beforehand?" And I think it's because, one, it's, you know, Tracy's show, it's his tour, but also because I think as for comics, a lot of times we look at these shows like, yes, it's Carnegie Hall, but it's another gig. You know what I mean? It's another gig. And so you don't want to make it too big because you make it bigger than everything. You know, you still got to get there and perform. And it didn't hit me. I was in the middle of my set and I had gotten, I think I had gotten like two or three applause breaks. And I'm not bragging or anything like that. It's just, it just so happened that the comedy guys were with Tracy that night, and the set was going great. And I got this absurd applause break, and I remember in that moment, I looked in the crowd, and I was like, it hit me. Girl, you're at Carnegie Hall, you know? And I just said to the audience, At the Carnegie Hall, you are making my dreams come true. And the whole room just applauded. It was just a really magical moment. That's cool. So I had a great 2016, I have to tell you. So any other
1: big moments you're uh, mapping out that you'd you, you still like to conquer? Anything on the bucket list?
0: Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I got some things I'm working on. Definitely still trying. There's some, you know, I still, as all comics, I still, my dream one day, I still want to have a special, a big special. where there, I, I, I still dream of the HBO special. You know, I, no matter what, I'm old school, I still dream of that. You know, everybody's like, oh, you got to get on Netflix. Yeah, I'd love to do that too, but I still want the HBO special. You know, that's something that's huge for me. Um, you know, still working on the hope of having a TV show, being on TV. Like, there's still things I want to, I'd like to conquer, yes.
1: Well, cool. Well, great, ma'am. Sounds like things are going in the right direction for you.
0: And, uh, you know, good luck. They really at- are. They really are. It's been a fantastic year. And I know it sucked for a lot of people, but I have to tell you, Tracy Ashley, for my career and everything, it's been fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad something's having a good 2016. Hopefully, 2017 and- will be even better uh, for everybody. So uh, That's have- right.
0: And oh. I'm going to be at Acme Comedy Company in January. Yes. So um, uh, that whole week at the 10th. So I'm really looking forward to going back to the Twin Cities. Even though I was just there and it was freezing
1: hmm. below
0: zero, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh Jesus, they caught me!" But I'm looking forward hmm. to going back.
1: Awesome, terrific. Well, and like, as always, hope we'll see you down here in Cincinnati uh, as well sometime.
0: Yeah, most definitely, definitely. I was trying to think. Did we do Ohio? I don't think we made it to Ohio on the tour, so it may be so. on. You never know. You could see us next year.
1: Alright, well let me know if you do We'll get you some ink Get Tracy some ink Oh, and, oh definitely uh, get, get some butts in the seats stuff that we do need our help But, uh, you know uh, Maybe there's some people that don't I'll know Oh, no, I'll know. reach
0: out to you <laughs> Alright, I'll Thanks, definitely Tracy. reach out to you Alright Take Take care you Bye-bye Bye-bye
1: Again, to Tracy Ashley for being on the show. You can catch Tracy in Minneapolis, January 10th through the 14th. That looks like at the Acme Comedy Company. She does not have any dates posted yet for 2017. But if you go to Tracy Ashley, and Tracy has an E in there, Ashley standard spelling, also with an EY at the end, uh, you can find out everything you need to know about Tracy Ashley, including her upcoming tour dates. She also lists her tour dates when she is featuring for people, which more people need to do because uh, it, 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 with with rock bands. You know, you'll see who the opening act is, and you'll think, oh, that's a, a nice bonus. But with comedy, you don't normally see that. So, and Brian Regan, for instance, takes you know great people out with him. Kermit Apayo, our friend Jackie Cachian. Well, Kermit's our friend, too. So, uh, it's just a little added bonus when you get to see Tracy Ashley and then get to see Tracy Morgan. So, so do check out her website for that information. Uh, the promised update on the top five, we will likely record that this week, and that will drop next Sunday, which uh, I reckon to be, let me look at the calendar here, January. The calendar's not coming up. Well, you can sort it. So for, it'll be the, I guess, the first, second Sunday of January, the 8th, January 8th, that'll drop. And it's always a popular episode, which is weird because there's no famous people on it. It's just me and Fangirl telling, telling you what our top five songs are. My list has gone from 12 down to 10 so far. I still need to whittle it down to five. Uh, Fangirl's in a similar position. So, uh, but stay tuned for that. Next week, Song of the Week this week is from uh, Scotland's Twin Atlantic. And uh, this is a really good tune. Uh, this is called You Are the Devil and uh, kind of a bit bit rockier. They don't sound as Scottish on it as they normally do. That's kind of a bummer, but um, it's a good tune. It's a cracking tune, as they say. It's a banger, and I hope you will enjoy it. It should be one of the first great tunes of 2017. Twin Atlantic, You Are the Devil, PF Tape Recorder, so long, and thanks for listening.